Ah, uh, yes. We're coming down with yet another change of the name of the podcast. So, if you've been a regular follower of this podcast, you might know we're going through different incarnations, different names, and I don't yet have title music for this, but I'm now calling the podcast, and I think I'm going to stay with this name. I hope, I hope. Beginner Diet and Fitness Podcast. And the reason I'm calling that is because that's primarily what most of my podcast episodes are about. When I originally designed it, it was going to be for beginners, intermediate, and advanced at different times. And then when I changed the title to Life After 30 Podcast, my intention was to expand into other aspects of life for those of us that are over 30. However, my, my episodes continued to be primarily about beginner diet and fitness. So I'm just going to call it this. It's going to be easier for people to find, I hope. And so if you're brand new to this podcast, welcome. You're in episode number one of the new podcast, but this is episode 99. And I'm just going to keep that number running because I have some big things coming for episode 100. But I'm recording this just prior to the start of 4th of July weekend, and in many cases, people are going to be either traveling and going away on vacation, or they're going to be celebrating at home with barbecues and parties and other various ways to celebrate the holiday. So food and alcohol is certainly going to be an aspect of partying. And so I wanted to uh, redo an episode from my podcast way back, and this is an episode about summer celebrations, about how to choose and navigate the foods, how to prepare yourself before you go to the party, things that you can do to keep yourself on track if you're trying to diet, or even if you're just trying to eat healthy. Now, before I run that lecture, I just want to take a moment to thank everyone that has subscribed to the podcast. I really appreciate that. The more subscribers I get, the more episodes that I will do, simply because I know that there are listeners out there that are desiring to hear the episodes. So if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, please take a moment to just hit that subscribe button and that way there we will build an audience and we will do even more episodes. So let's get into our pre-4th of July podcast. And as always, I will say, my name is Joey Hernandez and this is Summer Celebrations, the 99th episode of what is now Beginner Diet and fitness podcast. But summertime, if you struggle with balancing your diet, getting in your, I'm going to say it again, once again, getting in your fruits and vegetables every day, right? We're trying for five, maybe six. I'd love it if you do 10. I do 10 to 12 my, myself every day fruits and vegetables. In addition, we're trying to have enough protein to, to sustain us. We're trying to have the carbohydrates that we do love. And if you're struggling with getting the balance of all of that, 
because you love desserts, because you love uh, cheese-covered pastas. Summertime becomes a great way for you to begin to train yourself to be eating in a more moderate and healthy way. Because when you start grilling and you start doing cookouts, you open up a wonderful way for you to cook your proteins in a healthier way. And let's face it, eating outside, doesn't the food always taste better? You know, no matter what it is. Think of when you've gone on a picnic or you've gone to a big gathering and, and they're cooking food outside and you can smell it. And actually, you can smell it through the whole neighborhood. I live in a residential neighborhood in Boston, and whenever anyone is grilling, and it's usually someone almost every night now, the, the smell just wafts across the property here, and I can always know when someone's grilling because it just smells wonderful, and it certainly tastes just as wonderful. However, there are some hidden dangers in going to these cookouts and in going to parties in general. So let me run by some rules that I've mentioned before about ways that you can try to control the food when you're going to a party. And again, I do ask you to keep an open mind about this, okay? So number one, if I'm going to go to something where I know that there's going to be a lot of food, one of the things I will do is I will eat a small amount of food here at my home before I go. Now, many people won't do that because they don't want to ruin their appetite so that they can partake of all of this stuff, the good and the bad. But it allows you to stay a little bit more on track if you have some food that is within the parameters of your diet plan at your house before you go to it. So therefore, you've already got a little bit of food in you and you're not going to have that super craving hunger feeling come over you as much. The second thing is we did talk about that there are going to be some questionably healthy food at any party that you go to. In the case of cookouts or barbecues, you're going to have your macaroni salads and your potato salads and uh, probably some jello molds and God knows what. And it's going to be very tempting for you to have that stuff. And there'll certainly be desserts too, right? There'll be crazy desserts. So one of the things that I always suggest about parties is not only once you, you've eaten something before you leave, but when you get there, I don't want you to deprive yourself of those bad foods. In a perfect world, absolutely, we'll just say, oh, I don't want that. I don't need that. But coupled with a couple drinks when you're there and the jovial party attitude and everyone else is eating it and everyone else is saying how great it is, you're going to slowly be tempted. So plan ahead of time that, yes, you are going to have that. But what you're going to do is you're going to allow yourself to have a taste of every single bad thing that's there. Every single bad thing that's there. A taste. And a taste would mean a couple tablespoons worth. You're going to end up bringing up your caloric intake that day anyway. But if you can control yourself to have one or two tablespoons of food of each of these bad things, it's going to allow you to feel like you did have the food, you were able to participate in it, you were able to enjoy it. However, 
You didn't fill up on it. You didn't have so many bad calories. So tasting these quote-unquote bad foods and then piling your plate with the healthiest things that you can to then fill yourself up will really set you on a good path. So whenever I go to a party, even if it's an indoor party, it's at, during the holiday season, the Christmas season, whenever it is, not only do I eat a little something before I leave, but I do allow myself to partake of a little bit of each of these foods that are there that look so wonderful and smell so wonderful and taste pretty darn good. And then I fill up on the other things. I fill up on the vegetables. I fill up on plain meat. The meats themselves are healthier when they're being cooked outside. The fats are able to drip off more. You do have to watch if you have things that are cooked too much where they kind of get a burnt, charcoal-y kind of coating on them. That can actually be really detrimental to you. Um, that's kind of like a little poison going into you. So it's better to have something that is cooked well. You don't want anything to be undercooked, but not to the point where it's burned so that it's blackened and you're eating that blackened crap. And I will have those meats, and I generally have them in a kind of descending order of best down to worst. I try to have the chicken and the fish and the vegetables as much as I can. Grilled vegetables included because those are fabulous. Grilled portobello mushrooms are one of the best things in the world. Or a little bit of meat with some vegetables on a skewer, fabulous food. So I try to have the chicken, fish, and vegetables first. Secondly, I kind of put pork in there. It's not as good for you, but still, it's not one of the red meats. So pork is pretty okay to have, I think. Then I move into steak which is the more natural cut of, a beef, of beef. I cut off the extra fat before I eat it. I do allow myself steak. I do try to stay within portion sizes, and we'll talk about that again in a second. And then after steak, we kind of get into the questionable stuff. Burgers, hot dogs, and sausages. I say burgers because if you're going to a place, someone's home, you're really not going to know the fat content of those burgers. You know, some of us buy 90 lean, 10% fat. The, the lowest I would ever go is 80% lean, 20% fat. But you can actually get them lower. You can actually get like 70, 30. And if it's a big party and people are just your average person that doesn't have money coming out the nose, they may be trying to save a little bit of money by getting some of the cheaper hamburg. And you have to remember, oh, it's, it's, it's frightening to think about. But I, I, eat, I do eat hamburger. But the frightening thing is you have to realize that unless you go specifically to a butcher that's going to grind steak for you and make it into hamburger, if you just generally go to the supermarket and you get hamburger, or God forbid you go to a place like the fast food restaurants that I won't say the name of, and they have all those wonderful burgers, you are not eating the meat from one 
single cow. They're all processed together, especially the fast food restaurants, are all made in big vats. And you're literally consuming maybe even a hundred small pieces of animal in there, all different animals, all different cows, obviously. Hopefully cows. <laughs> hopefully cows. I guess sometimes you don't know, but hopefully cows. Um, and, you know, so there can be diseases that are passed into you by having something from an animal that wasn't the healthiest. So a steak is at least from one animal. And hopefully the USDA and the FDA has protected you in that. The hamburger, yeah, they try their best to certify it as, as being good, but you never really know. And especially when you go to fast food restaurants, you just don't know what you're getting. So I've got burgers down the list. And hot dogs and sausages, you don't know what they're stuffing it with. Again, unless you go to a butcher that's going to specifically do it for you. If you read the ingredients that are on the back of packages of hot dogs and sausages, God, they can be all over the place. They taste wonderful, and I'm not going to say never have them, but I move them down on my list of things that I will have because I just don't want it to be the worst. So chicken, fish, and vegetables, down to pork, down to steak, down to burgers, down to hot dogs, down to sausages. And those are the quality proteins that you're going to be taking in at a party or especially during the summer at these cookouts. Now, the downfall when you get the, that meat is how you're going to present it and eat it. Most times with burgers or hot dogs, you're going to throw them into buns and then you're going to dump a bunch of condiments on it. And then, of course, you're going to go and you're going to get your macaroni salad and your potato salad. And, you know, that nice big bowl of, of mixed green salad. Isn't it funny, by the end of the party, that's the thing that is still most filled, the most untouched. It's kind of there for looks, I guess. The pretty colors on the table, because Lord knows you're not going to put it in your body. Let's try to reverse that a little bit. Let's fill up on that stuff and allow the other stuff to be the secondary things. So when I do go and I have these things at barbecues, the meats, I'm not going to deny myself the buns. Yes, they're the carbohydrates. Yes, they're the processed breads. But what I will do is I'll do what's called an open sandwich. I will take the bottom of the bun, have it toasted or have it untoasted, whatever, and have the burger or the hot dog or the sausage or even steak on top of just one single bottom part of the bun. And I eliminate the top. You're still getting the taste of the bread. You're still getting that enjoyment. But you're concentrating more on the quality proteins than on the carbohydrates. Second thing is those condiments. I love condiments. I love sauces. When I... I joke with my housemate who makes a shrimp cocktail and he makes... He buys these big, huge jumbo shrimp, and he makes a really excellent cocktail sauce. Nice, hot, spicy, great cocktail sauce. I'm not a huge fan of shrimp, but what I tell him is I use the shrimp basically to get the cocktail sauce. Something to, 
to go along with the cocktail sauce. That is how much I love sauces. If I eat Thai food, peanut sauce is the number one thing. If I order takeout or something, don't ever, ever forget my peanut sauce. I'll freak out. I love sauces. So condiments also go along that line, and those can get way out of control. Most of us love mayonnaise, and mayonnaise is probably the big bad one that's a no-no. Mayonnaise. I could put mayonnaise on everything, on eggs. I certainly put it into tuna, into chicken salad. I put it on my burgers. I love mayonnaise. However, you know that it's not going to be tremendously healthy for you. You can buy mayonnaises that are a little bit better. You can buy non-fat. You can buy low-fat. You can buy some that are made with healthier oils like canola oil or olive oil. But if you're at someone's barbecue, you're not really going to know what they're serving in the mayonnaise. You may see the jar there, and if it's the only one that's there, and it's a full-fat, full-cholesterol mayonnaise, and you love mayonnaise, you're going to end up using that. Let's face it, you know, you are. And it's kind of weird to bring your own mayonnaise. I guess you can't do that. So, small amounts of the mayonnaise. Maybe a teaspoon. And what I do with mayonnaise, and also I do with ketchup, is I put them on the side of my plate, and rather than kind of losing them in the process of the burger or or the, the hot dogs uh, melting into the bun, what I will do is I will dip my burger into it. You know, I'll take a fork full, full I'll cut. So I have a piece of the burger, I have a piece of the bottom of the bun, and I'll lightly dip it into the mayonnaise, into the ketchup. Yum, yum, yum. And I have control over the amount of those condiments that I'm using. Ketchup, also, not the best for you. It's if you read it, it's high in sugars. And a lot of times now it's going to be high in high fructose corn syrup, which we've talked about is not really any worse for you than sugar. However, it is calories. And the food companies get away with not listing it under sugars because technically it's not. It's a carbohydrate. So it can be... Um, you know, not sugar is a carbohydrate as well, excuse me, but sugar has to go under its own uh, section on the nutritional labels. So I'll just dip it in a little bit. Mustards, a little bit healthier. Relish, a little bit healthier. You can be a little bit freer with that. I'd rather see you use a little bit more of those kind of condiments than to take the burger and then add double cheese to it and just yank up those calories super high. So watching the mayonnaise and ketchup especially is super important. You can really pile on calories if you pile on those condiments. So let's say in a beautiful setting here, you've done a plate. Say you're having a burger. You've got the bottom of the bun. You've got your burger. You've got a fair amount of condiments. You've got a little bit of the mayonnaise. You've got a little bit of the ketchup. You've got a little bit freer on your um, mustards and your relish. You've got one to two tablespoons of the potato salad and the macaroni salad. And you eat all of that. And now you're kind of still hungry because you missed half the bun, right? 
you um, cut down on your intake of the macaroni and potato salads, and you've even limited the condiments. So you're, you're still kind of hungry. So that is your opportunity. You've had your taste. You've had your good stuff. You've enjoyed it. Now go to the vegetables, grilled vegetables or salads, and fill up on that. It takes a little bit of self-control. It takes a little bit of self-parenting, but we're adults and we are able to step up and put our big boy pants on and say, okay, I've enjoyed that to that point. Now I'm going to go and eat healthy until I'm full. And it's not going to take that much more to fill you up. So I really suggest you don't go back to the stuff, the, 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 the meats and the, the potato salads, macaroni salads. Go for your vegetables, grilled or fresh. And it's a wonderful opportunity to build up your vegetable and fruit intake. There's probably going to be some fruit there as well. Watermelon cut up, pineapples cut up, something like that. Again, a wonderful thing to fill you up, to give you a little bit of natural sugar, to make you feel like you've had a nice healthy dessert. As for the bad desserts, again, I'm not going to say don't have them, but have a taste of them. Limit how much you have. You can do this. If you've eaten a little bit before you left your house, you've had a full serving of your burger with the half a bun with the small amounts of the macaroni potato salad, you've had your condiments, you've had some vegetables now, you are going to feel full. So the desserts, you're going to be able to have a taste of and not plan on trying to be overstuffed by eating too many of, the, of those desserts. But again, don't deprive yourself because otherwise you're going to go crazy and you're going to keep thinking about it. And you may even go into the next day thinking about it. And therefore you're going to say, you know what, I didn't get that at the party yesterday, so therefore I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy a pie today because I just can't stand it. I'm thinking about it all the time. I have to have it. And then you're going to overeat. So allow yourself a little bit of the taste of those desserts. Now, along with all of this, along with the control of the food that we're trying to do, the little devil on your shoulder is going to be alcohol. And in most cases, when you go to a party, you go to a barbecue, you go to a cookout, um, you go to a wedding, whatever, alcohol is going to play a part in the organization of your, your day and your night. And I know some of you don't drink, or some of you are really careful about it, but the majority of us, we kind of have a love-hate relationship with alcohol, right? There are times when we've had a little bit too much. Uh, there's times maybe when we've had way too much. Um, a lot of people have a, a little bit of social phobia, and I have a social phobia myself. So when I go to a social situation, sometimes I do need a drink just to kind of relax. It's not the healthiest thing to do in life. But again, I'm trying to be realistic here. I'm trying to be honest with you about the way to navigate things. So if alcohol is going to be a part of your party situation, you have to be careful that the alcohol doesn't cause you to completely go off of what I just suggested you do with food. Because alcohol is going to lower your inhibitions. And at some point, if you have enough alcohol, you're going to say, oh, screw it. I'm just going to 
eat dessert or I'm going to have three burgers. And you're going to kind of justify it in your mind because I've had a little bit to drink, so therefore I need food to kind of mop it up in my body. Be careful. What I do when I do socializing and I have alcohol is I always make it a point to have a full bottle or glass of water in between every single drink that I have. The water is excellent for you. Number one, you're outside probably and sweating, right? You're having the alcohol, which is dehydrating to you. And water in general, most of us are a little bit dehydrated. We need to drink more water. And it's going to allow you to have more alcohol spread out over a longer period of time without getting yourself to the point where you've had too much. Both for alcohol-related activity and attitude, but also calorie-wise. So I always have a water in between every single drink. That is an absolute. And I strongly, strongly suggest that you do that as well because it's going to fill you up and it's going to keep you healthier. Now, I don't know how many of you are really going to take that advice. It is a tried and true way to navigate parties and social situations. You do have the self-control that you can do that. And I'm talking more to the people that struggle with their dietary concerns. It's hard. When we don't prepare our own foods and we're having something from someone else, it's very hard to really know what is in it and to feel comfortable that you're eating something that's going to keep you on your healthy diet lifestyle. You don't have control of that. You don't know what is in it. Again, it could be the fatty hamburger. Um, it could be cheaper oils. It could be a number of things that you just don't have control over. That's why eating at home is always going to be the recommended thing to do, cooking yourself, because you have control over what is going into it. So, again, that meal that I have before I leave my home, I always make sure is healthy and in portion sizes. And as I've said before, the key to dieting, certainly the key to maintenance of your diet, is portion control. You're probably so sick of hearing that, but I can't drill it into your brain enough that that is the key. Once you come off of a weight loss diet period and you go back to eating this other stuff, Portion control is going to be the only thing that is going to allow you to keep that weight off. If you do not learn portion control, you are going to be right back to square one faster than it took you to lose the weight. So, portion size and control is something I want you to work with. If you're not sure what the portion sizes are, I don't want to really run by that right now again in the podcast, but if you go to the blog, thehumanconstructionsite.blogspot.com, and you go down through the listings of all the different postings, there are postings about what portion sizes are. There are hand guides if you're out just to figure out quickly what a portion size would be. Work with that. Work with that at parties as well as work with that in your general day-to-day diet that you cook yourself. Cook yourself. Cook yourself. 
try to cook it yourself. I know some people say they don't have the time. Some people don't know how to do it. Well, let's learn to do it at least a little bit. And you can always find the time to do the things you really want to do. Sometimes it's a matter of prioritizing things. I realize that you can't do everything. If you're a busy person, you can't do everything. But cooking healthy food, making sure that you're getting nutrition and control over what is going in your body is what is going to allow you to live longer and to be more active. And all those things that you say keep you busy, you're going to be able to do those longer in a better fashion if you're taking care of yourself. So health and nutrition needs to be a priority in your life. So find the time. Eliminate some other stupid thing that you do so that you have the time to put in to making sure that you're eating healthy. So that's the deal on summer cooking. That is what I suggest that you do. So even if some of these suggestions seem a little far-fetched, oh my God, I can't possibly do that. Oh no, I'm going to go to a party. I want to enjoy myself. I don't want to have to watch what I do. Think about the possibility that it's that inner demon inside of you going, feed me, feed me, and you have to overcome that, okay? Don't let that inner demon talk you out of giving a try to something. If your mind is automatically saying, no, that's stupid, that will never work, perhaps it really is just your brain telling you that you are going to continue to go along and eat the way you've been doing it, that you're not going to make the changes that you know you have to make. So if you hear an immediate negative in your brain, try to fight that. Try to give something like this a try. <laughs> <laughs>